When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Thanks for joining me today for another excellent podcast episode. I'm excited to share this one with you. This is going to be a good one. Uh, today, I have a guest that actually reached out to me. His name is Jeff Castillo, and uh, Jeff's an awesome guy. He's got an amazing story. He, he actually goes from uh, homeless to handcuffs to finding himself into civil engineering, working his way through kind of a rough uh, start in life and uh, really making himself learn uh, and uh, he's got a lot to share about it so it's actually a really good episode definitely inspired me made me want to be a better person and it will inspire you but Jeff he's actually from Southern California he graduated as uh, an engineering intern from BYU-Idaho in April of 2020, and he currently works as a staff engineer in Idaho. He's uh, worked, he's actually been, uh, done an internship in five different places during his undergrad work, so he has a lot to say about getting internships, which is a huge deal. Uh, While he was there, he taught himself Revit, he taught himself AutoCAD, as just because he saw it was a very high demand for civil engineers. So he learned all of those things. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot to share. His story is extremely fascinating, and I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, And it's going to be coming right up. Hey, guys, before we continue, I wanted to let you know about one of our you know, biggest assets that you can take advantage of, and that is our newsletter. So if you haven't joined our list, make sure you do that. We have over 4,000 engineers. Why don't you join them? It's going to be awesome. So if you head to civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter, you can go sign up for our newsletter. And we actually have two awesome bonuses there. If you're looking to study for the FE or if you're looking to study for the PE, we have some individual guides for you, uh, depending on which exam you're taking. But even if you're not taking an exam, go sign up anyway, because we're going to have some good info for you in the future as well. Anyway, there's just a lot going on in the civil engineering world, and we want you to be a part of it and part of the CEA team. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. Hey guys, we also have another resource for you, and that is our partner, PPI. If you are interested in getting uh, additional exam material for the FE or PE, go check them out at civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI and use our discount code of CIVAC and you'll save 15% off any book that you order there. I believe that also works for their learning hub, uh, but they also have lots of other materials. So go check them out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, today we got a special guest. I got Jeff on. How's it going, Jeff? Doing well. How's it? How about you? I, I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, 
these are always fun to do and it's fun to hear your journey. So Jeff actually reached out, out to me not too long ago and uh, wanted to talk about some internship things. And I was like, Hey, let's go, let's go for it. And Jeff was nice to, uh, to jump on. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, before we dive in, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into engineering, maybe even what you do right now. Okay. So how I got into engineering was very different than most circumstances on when you ask other engineers. I've asked my staff and how they got into it. And when they hear my story, they are very puzzled. And I guess the, the simple term is, wow. wow. I come from Southern California. I was honestly, and I will say this, a very, very dumb kid. Okay. I did a lot we of dumb stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, I did a lot of dumb stuff. Got arrested a couple times. Oh, wow. Um, almost got held back a couple times as well. And I, my parents were divorced. I did have a love for math. That was something that I enjoyed doing. And my teachers saw that as well. With that, they always encouraged me to take as much math class as I, as I could. I started liking that, but then I always, I got to the group of school is dumb. And so I started slacking a lot when I got to middle school and I didn't care in high school, I didn't care either. I first wanted to go into being a mechanic. And so I was like, well, I'll just be a mechanic then because that's what my real dad does sure. when my parents are divorced and we were homeless for a while. So I was like, mechanics can do pretty well. They can make a good living, I think. So might as well do it. I never thought wait, about wait, going to college. Wait, for a second. You were homeless too? Yes. Wow. So my wow. mom- How long? It was for, I want to say, almost half a year or half a year to eight months, I believe. Oh, wow. My mom, me, and my little sister, um, and she was pregnant. We, she just got divorced and we had nowhere to go. So we were just living out of our vehicle or her vehicle. And it was very difficult for us. Oh, we were transitioning imagine. from Texas to California and it was... We couldn't, we couldn't afford a plane, so she just literally put all the stuff into a car, and we just drove up there. We wow. had to stop a lot of times, and it was fairly difficult. But she ended up getting back on her feet. We ended up staying with my grandmother in California and got to get some assistance. We then, one day, were driving. Family's great. Families help out a lot. Yes, they are. We were then driving to school one day and my mom was having a serious conversation with me saying, you should think about going to college. And I just got shocked and I was like, why would I ever think of that? No one in my family has ever gone. Why am I going to go to college if no one's ever gone? Like, no. And so I just shut it down right away. And then she said, well, you like math. Try to do something with that. And it got me thinking a lot. She's like, if you like math and do mechanical engineering. And she didn't know anything. She was just like, he wants to be mechanic, engineering is math, so put them together. Perfect. And you, and you get something. <laughs> so I, I love it. that's how I got into engineering at first, was mainly from my mother explaining that I love cars, so that's why I want to be a mechanic, and I love math, so let's go with that. And that was my first step to going into 
quote engineering that's cool did you know anything about it at that time or you just it was just thrown out there and you were like huh i wonder what that's about yep like and it was hard because we didn't have internet so i couldn't google anything so like and the only i guess you could say research i could do was even at the library but i didn't want to do that i didn't want to go read books on my free time <laughs> don't have time for that yeah <laughs> well that's crazy that's a that's a very inspiring story i think um from where you've been and, and where you're at and where you're going uh definitely an inspiration for anybody that's looking to become a, an engineer um you know what what do you say to somebody that was in your shoes i mean how what would you say to yourself if you were, uh, if you could talk to yourself, you know, back then, what, what advice would you give yourself? Um, some advice I'll give myself right now is something that actually my construction boss gave me when I was 17, 18. He said, you can have anything you want in the world as long as you're willing to work for it. And I feel that even though I probably wouldn't have taken it very well, I know it still would have stuck to me when he said that. And you, you, it's still a statement I try to live to today. You truly can't have anything in the world you want today. You just have to be willing to work for it hard. And sometimes you have to put in more work than time just to get it done. That's great. Great advice. Um, I, I love that because, I mean, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you, yeah, as long as you work for it. And a lot of people... Um, might not know that, but work is something that you have to do. And, and it actually makes you feel better. And the more work you put in, you know, you know, you're progressing, you're moving forward and, and you see the results of that. And a lot of times early in your career, you might not see immediate results on things like, especially if you're studying for uh, FE or PE, maybe it won't impact your career immediately, but that stuff goes on a resume and you, you become just, immediately more valuable to, to everyone around you. So um, good advice. Um, let's jump into a question like this. Something that you learned, a lesson, whether it was through a mistake made or something you've seen at a distance. Um, what's a story that you've, that you've had where you've, a mistake has been made and you learned something from it? <laughs> so when I was 17, I started construction, my first construction job during the summer. I had no idea what anything was. I didn't know what a two-by was. I didn't know what the tools were. I had no idea what anything was. And I was told to grab the two-by and look for the crown to make sure it's on the inside of the wall for the outside walls and the same side of the inside walls. Hmm. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, I was physically looking for a king's crown. I was like, I don't <laughs> see any king's crown on here. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm with a bunch of guys who are like in their 40s, 30s, 40s, have like 15, 20 years of experience, working with a 17-year-old and getting super mad at him for not being able to do a simple thing. So I saw this a lot and I was getting yelled at constantly, always being cursed at, yelled at, and just made feel bad. Always being told, you're not going to make it as a construction. You shouldn't even be here. Just go be a garbage man. Go do something that you know how to do. And I remember that got me very frustrated at first. And I remember I couldn't ask questions without getting in trouble as well. 
So what I did was when everyone would leave, I would stay longer. I would make an excuse and say, hey, I forgot my tool belt or I forgot a tool in the back. Let me go pick it up real quick. And I said, I'll just like, I have my car here. I didn't have a car. I'll just say, I have a car here. I'll, I'll just drive home. It's fine. So I'll wait until everyone left. And then I would go around and look to see how stuff was actually done. What did they truly mean? I had a phone then, so I was able to Google stuff. And so I looked up YouTube videos, looked up pictures, photos, and tried to see more what it was, what mistakes I was doing. And I, the mistakes that I saw that I was doing was I wasn't using my time wisely then. I knew I could have asked this one particular construction worker for assistance or even during lunchtime on my boss when it's not busy. Rather, I was always going when, it was, when there was concrete being poured, when there was something coming up, trying to just get questions asked. And I didn't understand right there. Mm. I never actually knew the value of time and work being put together wow. in that scenario. Yeah, and it sounds like you could have asked somebody, you could have a little bit of a mentorship there where you could have bugged them to to find out what's going on and how to build stuff. So, um, no, that's good advice. So, if people are, you know, hesitant to ask questions, you know, and try to figure out what your job is and what, what it all entails. And, you know, don't be scared to ask questions. Uh, I know there's tons of people that are willing to help. You just have to ask. Um, but sometimes we don't want to ask. Yeah, it makes us like stupid or a lot of times engineers in general just feel like they they know it all if you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so sometimes you know that's the case but it's helpful to ask people questions they're they're willing to help you you just have to be willing to ask so that's that's great advice um jeff what are you working on today is there a project you're working on today that might help us get to know more more about you yeah, so currently I reside in Idaho and I am a staff engineer. Okay. I am doing a lot of civil design, so dealing with water. I'm doing very secondly with geotechnical, but mainly doing civil. We, I was able to design a septic system or two mm-hmm. septic systems in West Yellowstone, Montana. And right now I'm currently working on a culinary water for a factory in Twin Falls on where we are redesigning their pipes the pressure as well as installing boosted pumps, pressure tanks, valves, and all sorts of scenarios. Awesome. So right now, I'm working more in civil. Um, is there a specific discipline that you have noticed so far that you are gravitating to, or are you still kind of filling it out and seeing what you like? I know that I want to do more structural. That's okay. When I first did my internships, I did my first internship doing some sort of geotechnical and then some sort of structural and then I was doing a little civil and I found what I was gravitating leaning towards more was structural engineering very good yeah it it feels like um, you know if you're getting into civil engineering a lot of people gravitate towards structural for sure is uh, it's kind of the the challenging one people want to tackle but you know you're building stuff and that's great um, every discipline of engineering has its own challenges, as you are aware. And, but I think it's fantastic you're getting exposure to different disciplines as well, uh, because at some point they're all going to come together. You work a little bit with that group, a little bit with that group, and that's awesome. You're you're already doing that. Cool. Um, 
what's something, so we covered this a little bit, but you talked about that you're interested today in structural engineering. So it sounds like that's where you're gravitating. Uh, let's jump into, uh, these are kind of just quick, short answer questions, things of that nature. But what's an obstacle you faced when uh, becoming an engineer? I know you briefly, you covered a lot of obstacles already. <laughs> um, but is there any, any takeaways that you could share with other students or other people that, um, that might want to go into this field? Yeah. So I didn't take my first official engineering course which is in where i was went to school at byu idaho is engineering statics i didn't take that until my mid-sophomore year hmm. and with that being said i had to i struggled a lot and i found myself struggling and i had a wonderful professor i went to his office and i told him i i just can't understand this i'm watching your videos i'm trying to understand read the book and I just am not understanding it. And he literally sets an office hour time for me so he can work with me one-on-one -on -one wow. and give me more resources. I saw that as an opportunity to utilize my professor's office hours as often as I could. Something also that I did was I was a volunteer tutor at the, we had a, what we call a drop-in lab. So that helped me because my professor said, if you can teach this to somebody, then it will stay. If you can't teach it, then you don't truly understand it. And so that helped me get into the volunteer tutoring, helped me get into the position of being an actual tutor for the department and be able to understand. So the advice I would give is utilize your professor's office hours. Try to get to know them. Get to know them because you're most likely going to take more classes from them. And if they know you now, then they'll be able to know you as you get more further down the road and actually understand where you're struggling and what questions you can you may have so they can resolve for future students that may come to them in awesome. a different generation yeah i i don't know how rare that is but i don't you know i don't know how busy every professor is but i'm sure some are busier than others but that's awesome he was able to open the door and you recognize that that was an opportunity for you to take advantage of i also like that you've mentioned becoming a tutor um, to help other people, you know, teach what you know, and it will stick. Uh, you'll get to know it even better. Um, so that, that all helped. How, how'd the class end up for you? It, it helped a lot. Yeah. I ended up passing, I think I got like an, a B plus. Nice. So I didn't get an A, but I still was happy with it. And I knew that that was my score. That wasn't from cheating. That wasn't from anything else. It was what you I knew. That. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. Man, you just sound like a hard worker all around. I'm I'm extremely impressed with what you you've got going on. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, you talked about this already about the best advice you've ever received. But is there any other good advice in general you had hiding for our audience? Yes. So one thing that I noticed, and I apologize about getting all track right here. When I was in school, we got a bunch of emails or announcements from different companies. Mm -hmm. They were constantly saying we are looking for interns who know Revit, who know AutoCAD. If you're, my university didn't offer that to us. They, that was offered for construction management and architect majors and they wouldn't allow us to take it because our schedule was too full and we had too many credits. We had too much of a heavy load. I saw this emails and announcements as an opportunity to try to teach myself. 
And that's something that I've learned, especially in the field with my few months of being a full-time staff engineer. Sometimes you just have to get a book and read it or look up a YouTube video and just attempt to teach yourself. You may not be able to teach yourself the full concepts, but if you can just understand the basics, you will, you will build on it off of practice. And that's how I was able to learn Revit and AutoCAD because I saw that those two were a big factor in the field I wanted, I wanted to go into structural where I needed to watch a YouTube video and just practice. I would, I went to my professor and actually another professor, the structural engineering one and asked him, how could I learn AutoCAD or how can I learn Revit? And he gave me the advice of go out, take some photos of some commercial buildings or even residential if you can, but don't be creepy. Like just take some <laughs> photos of it and try to redraw it in Revit or AutoCAD and see how you can get redline your own work see where you can get just practice look up videos look up tutorials try to find a course try to find whatever you can and just teach yourself and he said that's a skill that you need to be able to develop as you get further in career is how teachable are you to yourself mm -hmm. and that's something that i would say is look for the demand out there if you're going in transportation and they say you need to learn civil 3d or microstation Try to find a course on that. Try to teach yourself something small with that. If you need to learn HECRAS, look for that as well. Look for opportunities to teach yourself. It's a difficult concept, but it shows a lot to not only employers, but to yourself as you go into your classes further, that you are able to teach yourself the basics or get past the basics, be able to understand the true concept of the problem. I love that. You mentioned a lot of software. So I think a lot of this... Um you know, applies to anybody trying to learn a software in their field. If you want to know more then great, but yeah, um, getting to know some of those tools that engineers use, if you can even just put on a resume that you've got some experience using it, that puts you ahead of the game because some students that come out of school don't have any experience with any of the tools that are out there. But if you can say, yeah, you know, I've been practicing with it for a year and I've modeled some of this stuff you know, that puts you way ahead of the game. So that's, that's great advice. Tell us about what course you took to learn those tools. So for AutoCAD, I was able to take a course where I just literally Googled AutoCAD courses, but I found this one gentleman called the SourceCAD. Mm -hmm. And I had to pay a small fee. It wasn't too expensive. It was something that a student could afford. So it was pretty cheap he was able to walk through it he dumbed it down to where my wife who was is studying biology was able to understand it step by step on how to do it and she was even able to tell me here's what you do and i was like how do you know how to do it? it's like you're studying biology this doesn't even pertain to you like, you didn't know what cat is and so i gotta know like well this guy is really good so i should actually start like, actually paying attention. that's good anybody can yeah. learn it. so that's one that's where I learned AutoCAD. Udemy was mainly, honestly, from YouTube videos, practice. Sorry, Revit was mainly from YouTube videos, practice, and a website called Udemy, where mm -hmm. it's, you may be familiar with it, but it's like a online courses where you can learn many different factors. You got to pay a little bit, a small fee as well, like very, very small. Yeah, but you get a lot of videos and you get it for life. So I use that as well. But I would say the main things that I actually used until I want to learn more was YouTube. Those were the main factors you that gotta I love used. YouTube. You got to love YouTube. You got to. I, I mean, when I started Civil Engineering Academy, 
that was the first thing I did is I knew that people were on YouTube. <laughs> and so <laughs> I started creating problems and solving problems and putting them on YouTube to help people like study for their engineering exams. Cause it was a struggle for me when I took my engineering exams. So I was like, Hey, let's get this out there. So, um, YouTube's fantastic. It's like a magic box, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, that uh, we'll try to link those other courses that you mentioned as well, uh, into our show notes. So people can find those if they're wanting to learn Revit or wanting to learn AutoCAD as well, just so they have those available to them. I think that'd be a good thing. Um, so I guess that would, we could consider a sweet resource for everyone to know about. Is there any others that you wanted to mention to our audience? Um, not that I could think of that top of my head. Those are the main ones that I use okay. for specifically for civil 3d and microstation. I use either LinkedIn learning for microstation as I find yeah. that a very, very useful category. Yeah. For HECRAS, my work was able to provide some videos for that. So I just, I don't know. I think they got that from the PDHs, which is what you spoke about last week. So yeah. they just had those videos saved. And yeah, I would just say Googling them. It just is the best option to teach yourself. Good deal. Um, how about this? Who's someone that you've looked up to in your in your life? And why is that? So this is going to sound really weird, but it was my construction boss. Okay. Even though he cursed a lot at the engineer, he sure. always hated the life. Yeah. <laughs> he always hated reading some plans and always trying to say how you how can you fit this two by with this header? Like you had to you cannot fit it. Like it physically will not fit. He's helped me learn a lot. He's always and I don't know if it was just him needing not being able to teach me. But he would always say, "Go get this forklift, take out those those two ply, take them to the roof, like have them, like um, lift them up to where they're up there, or go get the staples and staple around here, or go get this." He always seemed to have trusted me, and with that, it took a while for me to get respect or trust from anybody. Now it's fairly easy, but back then it was quite difficult getting that and even though everybody else, all the other members wanted to fire me and everything, he never mm -hmm. did. He kept me on. And that meant a lot to me. And he always gave me the advice of just be willing to work for it. Just be willing to work for it. You're going to fall down a million times and you're going to have to get up a million times. He's like, the moment you don't want to get up, it's the moment you truly fall into everybody and just let them win. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and that, I mean, that applies to every aspect of your life. It could be while you're in school, it could be a particular job you've, you've got, that construction job you had. That's, that's a really good advice. So appreciate that. Um, Jeff, is there a particular book that you'd recommend to the CEA community out there? It could yes, be on sir. leadership, education, fun, whatever. Yes, there is. And I would actually go a different route than what I feel most people would. It's called The Total Moneymaker by Dave Ramsey. Awesome. I feel something that young engineers don't understand is money, like how to manage it, how to go from maybe like a $10 an hour, $14 an hour, $16, whatever hourly to now salary. And I feel that if you understand the business side of stuff, it can also help you with your career, understanding budget-wise deadlines and if you're going to go over budget or get soon to budget, when to stop and ask questions so you don't go over the budget. 
and I feel that Dave Ramsey helps you understand what money is and why, where it comes from and how to use it. Because as you know, projects have deadlines, have budgets. And if you are stuck, if you spend like two hours on something that you could have asked a question with to get done within half, like 15 minutes, you need to be able to recognize that rather than just try to figure it out yourself. And I feel oh. he hits that very hard. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan myself. So if if you guys uh, need help with Money Matters, it's definitely a go-to book and will help you get started, you know, pointed the right way for sure. Um, so I appreciate that. That's a really good good one. We'll link that in our notes as well. So cool. I, I like to ask this to engineers that I interview, but if you had all the resources in the world, what's something you'd like to be a part of in the world of civil engineering or I guess anything in general? It would be wood design. So, yeah, that's, okay. I, when I was in my undergrad, I unfortunately had to take either physics to graduate on time, the second physics, or wood design. Hmm. They were the exact same time, so I was like, well, I want to graduate on time, so I'm going to take physics. And I got very, very devastated from that. I've been trying to teach myself wood design, actually, just get a text. I, got, I bought a textbook, and I've just been trying to read it and hmm. understand it better. I always see myself, especially with my construction background, just looking at wood buildings, commercial buildings. And oftentimes I have friends who are framers there. So I ask, can I go inside your site and just look at it? My wife always gets mad at me because I'll come home and talk about it for hours. And she just gets like, Jeffrey, just stop. (laughs) And I could tell she gets annoying. But I would say that just like, I'm not really big into the huge buildings, but just small residential custom homes, like, designing homes that you want to have like you want suited to your lifestyle that's what i feel if i could be on resource or knowledge for that it's where i will my dream position to be in to go helping that perfect i um really appreciate that i think also you bring a unique combination of being in the construction world and being in engineering. So those two together is a really good combination because uh, usually as a new engineer, a lot of engineers haven't been out in the construction world yet. So they aren't used to working with, you know, a superintendent or a foreman or anything like that. And so if you're, if you're having those skills already, then you're not hesitant to go talk to them, discuss their ideas, you know, find out what they know because they often know more about a job and it's details than you do. You've been working on a computer, you know, but to see it in real life, sometimes those pieces don't match. But I love that you want to get into work or learn more and do more with woodworking. I think that's fantastic. I like wood stuff myself, but <laughs> I haven't dived into that too much. So that's great. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Is there any last piece of guidance you got for anyone else out there? Um, just never doubt yourself never doubt your knowledge and never doubt your abilities to actually be able to achieve something you know yourself better than anybody else you can let words offend you or hurt you but it's up to you to determine how you want to transition those words into actions you are your own person you know your capabilities yes you will fail at times but you need to, as you know, learn from your mistakes and just carry on. The past is the past. You can change your future more than you can your past. And trust your knowledge. 
Beautiful. Great advice. I love it. Jeff, I appreciate you jumping on, sharing with us your, your wisdom you've learned through your own life and your own journey into civil engineering. Um, you know, you've obviously, I think you've graduated, so you've got your FE under your belt, right? So yes. next up is PE. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm studying for that to take it hopefully next year in October. Next year, October. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you jumping on the show and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for All having right. me. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Email me at Isaac at Civil Engineering Academy.com. And if you need more tips, resources, anything to do with the FE, the PE, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check out Civil Engineering Academy.com. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.